This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We get it. Distractions happen. That's why we designed the fully electric, full-sized Volvo EX90 with the latest technology to keep you and those around you safe. Its two-sensor driver understanding system is designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Reserve your Volvo EX90 today. Learn more at volvocars.com US. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, this is Trevor Woods from the Block M Podcast and affiliate of the Fans First Sports Network. Here today, preview Michigan versus the UNLV Rebels, two 1-0 teams, this Saturday at the Big House, 3.30 Eastern Time kickoff, in this one. Joining you to get some further insight into the UNLV program, I'm here with Mike Gramala. Mike covers the UNLV team and the Las Vegas Raiders for the Las Vegas Sun. Here's our interview. Here's the UNLV team has been ready to go. They performed quite well week one, a new era, a new head coach, a 44-14 win over the Bryant Bulldogs. What went well for the Rebels in this one? The thing that struck me more than anything was just the the coaching, the game day coaching. Um, the sideline was organized. They got plays in on time. They're running an up-tempo offense, so um, a lot of it was the hurry up. There were no big miscommunications. Um, they subbed in and out on defense. Um, they didn't have to burn any timeouts. Um, the sideline was very organized, and that all ran smoothly, which was a, a big change. Um the previous coaching staff could never really get that under control. So to have a, a coach in here who can, you know, sort of do the basics and get that part of it uh, under wraps in week one was a, a good sign. And that really stood out more than anything to me. Barry Odom, first year on the job. UNLV is different. 
UNLV's defense looking a bit different schematically this season. Quarterbacks coach in Michigan today, Kirk Campbell, diagnosed that the UNLV defense has some uniqueness to it. Said they got to prepare for anything unique. He's seen some three safety looks show up at times, like Michigan saw in a loss last season in the college football playoff against TCU. So Campbell said that Michigan has to be prepared for that from the UNLV defense. And uh, says they're multi-purpose, the defense. They got some long guys along the edge. Got to make sure that Michigan gets throwing angles above them. So what are your thoughts on the UNLV defense through one week? Yeah, the, the, the first thing is, you know, they they list their base defense is a three three five, but really they want six defensive backs on the field most of the time. They opened in a, a three two six against Bryant in week one. Um, so, yeah, it's either a third safety or um, four cornerbacks. You know, they um, one, so one of their starting outside linemen, listed on the depth chart as an outside linebacker is actually one of their slot corners. Um, Jure Williams is one of their better players. So it's, I mean, it's a small defense, um, a lot of defensive backs. It's mostly you get into the front seven and you have some questions about their athletic ability, the speed, you know, it's not a great defense. They don't have a lot of great players. So it's sort of an effort to juice the the overall speed and the overall athleticism of the defense is to put more defensive backs on the field. You can cover more ground. Of course, that makes you makes you susceptible to power teams, teams that can run the ball at the, you know right at the point of attack. Which I would put Michigan in that category, obviously. Um, so stylistically, I have some questions about how UNLV is going to match up. Um, but yeah. Um, what you were saying was was pretty right on. You know, they're they're going to play three safeties. They're going to play six defensive backs. They're going to try to um, give you some different looks. They blitz a lot of defensive backs. They're trying to use that speed to get into the opposing backfield more so than you know their defensive linemen who are not going to win those matchups against the the Michigan offensive line. So they'll probably try to come at you from different angles with the blitzes and um, throwing the, the DBs around. And I think that's probably the main thing to know about about the UNLV defense. On the other side of the ball, in UNLV's big win against Bryant, they had 260 yards rushing on the ground, just 126 passing yards for the UNLV offense. Starter Doug Brumfield was 11 of 18 for just 86 yards, had an interception. Should we expect a higher run-to-pass ratio? Is is that a little deceiving, that stat line week one? Is it is it more balanced? What should we be looking for on offense? Um, the, the QBs and the shotgun, he'll have two running backs on the same side. It's a lot of misdirection. Um, they'll run the ball, then they'll hurry up, and they'll try to get the snap off within 10, 11 seconds. Um of the of you know the the last play ending, they're trying to get as many plays as possible. So it's it's kind of a gimmick offense in that sense. And then the the passing game works off of that. You know, once they've got you off balance, then it's misdirection, play action, try to take a shot downfield, um, try to get someone schemed open in the passing game. Um, and it, it it's you could tell it just wasn't quite there in week one. Um, the receivers were open but at the wrong time quarterback wasn't going through the reads and hitting them when they were open um he was either late or early um they took a couple deep shots that were there one of them uh was a, i think a, like a 41 yard touchdown where the receiver's foot came down out of the back of the end zone um they had another long touchdown where the throw was off 
and it was uh, due to a roughing the passer. So they had a couple long plays that they just missed on, and that was something Barry Odom said this week was, you know, he's not really worried about the numbers because they were so close on a couple big plays, and they are they're reliant on those big plays in the passing game. So I don't think it's going to – the splits are where they want it to be. They're, they're a majority running team. Now, the game situation is going to dictate a lot of that. You know, if Michigan jumps out 24-0 – at the start of the second quarter, then I think you're going to see the, the play call and tilt more towards the pass for UNLV. But offensively, they do want to run the ball first and foremost. Now, looking at quarterback Doug Brumfield's statistics, he entered this season ranked second in school history with a clear completion percentage of 60.5% and first in lowest completion percentage. So looks like a fairly accurate quarterback from those numbers. Not a lot of turnovers, although he did throw that interception last week. What's your analysis well, of his it, it play? Was, it's a matter of, you know, the, the fit for the offenses. Like the, the previous offense that he played under under the last coach was quarterback friendly in terms of it's a lot of screen passes, you know, wide receiver screens. Um, it's a lot of easy completions. They were sort of um, – so the, the completion percentage is a little bit inflated. Uh, like I said, in this new offense, it's more – run the ball in order to set up those deep shots. So the completion percentage is probably going to come down this year. They're looking for more substantial plays in the passing game. He does have a big arm. Um, he's an athletic guy, so he'll run around and uh, launch the ball downfield. But those, the, the easy passes um, that we saw him complete last year, uh, we, they weren't really in the playbook week one against uh, Bryant. So, uh, I'm not sure he's going to match his completion percentage from last year. It's it's more of a big play kind of system that they're running now, and they are reliant on if they don't get those big plays out of the passing game, you can see weeks where he ends up with you know 86 yards like he did in week one. If you could boil it down to one player on offense and defense Michigan fans should look out for, who would you pick? Uh, for UNLV, I, you know, their best player is their slot receiver. Um Jacob DeJesus, he's five foot seven. He's about 180 pounds. He's the smallest person on the roster, but he is their best player. He had a um, he returns kicks and punts as well. He had a kickoff return, 97 yards um, in week one from the two to the one. He got tackled at the one yard line, um, and he led the team in catches and yards. Uh, modest day, like I said, uh, they took a deep shot to it. He was wide open on a deep shot. He got way behind the defense, um, and they just missed. That would have put him over 100 yards with a touchdown. Um, but they're going to throw the ball to him more than anyone else. Um, he's their, their, their player to watch on offense. Um, and then defensively, I would say Dre Williams. He is five foot ten. He's listed at outside linebacker, but really he's their slot corner. He is going to play in coverage. He's a uh, for a very small guy. He's probably their most physical player. He plays well coming forward. He's going to cover tight ends. He's going to cover slot receivers. They're going to blitz him a lot and try to get him into the backfield, um, especially on short yardage plays. If it's third and short, fourth and short, he's going to be the guy coming off the edge trying to blow up the play. Um, He's the, the guy that they count on to make big plays. So offensively, Jacob DeJesus out of the slot. And then defensively, Jerry Williams, who is uh, one of their, their few playmakers on defense. Now, UNLB, they're 5-7 and seven a season ago. What would be a realistic win total for them this year? 
you know, they're pegged right in that same range this year. I know the over-under is like five and a half on the season. I picked them at five and seven um, before the season started. Um, you know, everyone around here, around the program, they haven't been to a bowl game in uh, 10 years, 11 years. So the six wins would be a milestone. If Barry Odom gets to six wins this year, he might get a contract extension um, after year one. That's how starved people are here, and that's how, how down the program has been for the past decade. So, you know, most people expect five, four, but when you look at the way the schedule lays out, there's a chance they could get six. So at the end of the year, this could end up being a bowl, like a Michigan could uh, notch a win over a bowl team here. Um, they're probably going to be right on the edge. It's funny you mentioned that, that Michigan could ultimately pick up a win here against a bowl team. Last season, Michigan defeated UConn early on in the year, non-conference slate of the schedule, 59 to nothing. UConn, of course, ended up going to a bowl game last year with head coach Jim Mora. So along those same lines, you think UNLV might make a bowl this year. What do you think will be UNLV's most consequential win on the season? You know, it's probably going to be, you know, they, they the schedule, they got a break. They don't play um, Boise State or San Diego State, which are the two Mountain West um, contenders every year. So they kind of get a break there in terms of the win-loss chances. And then they've got two non-conference games that, are potent, that they could potentially win coming up. They host Vanderbilt, um, who they they beat at Vanderbilt the last time they played a few years ago and then they traveled to UTEP so and those teams were both just like UNLV they were both five and seven last year they're both you know sort of middling on the cusp bowl hopes this year trying to uh get over the hump so they're all all three of those teams are sort of in the same pool UNLV's got to win at least one of those games probably to put them on a, a six-win track so Either Vanderbilt at home or UTEP on the road is probably going to be end up being their most consequential game when you look back at it at the end of the year. It'll be interesting to look back on that and be interesting to look back on the game that's coming up this Saturday, Michigan versus UNLV. Thanks once again to Mike for coming on. And before we get out of here today, are you looking for a new fresh look this season? Our friends at Homefield Apparel have you covered. In case you aren't familiar, Homefield Apparel is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of the Midwest. Not only is their stuff comfy, but it's officially licensed gear, so you have peace of mind knowing what you're buying is legit. The home field team studies history, traditions, and legacy of every school, and with all that information, they create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. Homefield has some incredible Michigan designs you will not find anywhere else. From t-shirts to hoodies and crew necks, they have it all, so you can proudly represent the maize and blue wherever you are. If you want a piece of the action, head over to homefieldapparel.com. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com. And this has been Trevor Woods with the Block M Podcast, an affiliate of the Fans First Sports Network. Take care.